Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. At 16 seconds, he'll walk it through the timeline. Now looks to that left side. Warsaw stretching that zone out ever so slightly. Eight seconds. Sound of the corner to Brady. Down to five. Reverse skip pass to Jackson Slider. Post speed inside Cooper. Put it up and in. Stretching it two and one. Inbound. And Mishawaka wins it. The, the fans have stormed the floor. And Matt Moore will line up with his team to shake hands. And the caveman. Pull one out in overtime in a thriller. 56-54, the final score. Brian Miller with the call last night from the cave on 96-1 the ton. One of the best ball games you would have seen all season in high school basketball. 12 ties, 13 lead changes. I don't think in the second half anybody led by more than three points at any portion of the game as Mishawaka beat Warsaw 56-54 in overtime. Mishawaka now 11-4, 4-1 in the conference, still a chance to win an outright and or a share of the conference crown. They've won 4-5, of five and they've got Washington at the Cave tomorrow at 2.30, a game that you can hear on 96-1 the ton, and second-year head coach Bodie Bender joins the program on this Friday night where you don't have a basketball game because of girls' sectionals, and good luck to the Mishawaka girls tonight at 8 o'clock taking on South Bend, Washington. Well, Coach, after last night, you had to be pretty physically and mentally drained because that was one heck of a game, and you're a coach that kind of lives the game as a former player. Just what were your emotions during and after that wild game against a terrific Warsaw team? Well, um, I can tell you, I hugged my mother after the game, and uh, I know the first thing I said to her was, I'm exhausted. And <laughs> I was tired. I, I couldn't have been any more happy, you know, than I was for our kids. Um, the way they battled, the way they played, the way they played with toughness, um, you know, and, and I thought at times during the game we just played harder. And, um, you know, I, I thought that kind of set the tone. I thought off the bat, the, the way, you know, the way we started the game with our intensity defensively and we were physical and, and we had to kind of combat that a little bit with their size. They were big and, um, you know, we had some guys battle all night, especially the big boy Yeager inside who is a handful to handle. And uh, I just – I couldn't be any prouder of our kids on how they battled all night. And it was – you're right there. I think, you know, I, I, I don't remember. I don't know because the last – 13 to 15 minutes is such a blur for me. I had to go back and watch it today. Um, but, yeah, the, the lead changes in the, in the second half, it couldn't have been any more than three points. And I'm just proud of our kids on how they'd hit a shot, we'd hit a shot to answer. And it seemed like that for about midway through the third quarter until overtime. Well, in overtime, you took a timeout. You got out the dry erase board. And you diagrammed the game-winning score, and I guess it's a pretty good start 
when at the right top of the key you've got a quarterback with the basketball in his hand making a tough cross-court throw. And you know what? If it was football, he hit Jackson Snyder right in the number. So take us through what you wanted on that final play, and did it pan out the way you expected? Yeah, so I drew, I drew something up. We, we kind of ran a play that we run against zone uh, normally, against 2-3 zone. And I called the timeout, I think, with about 18 seconds to go in overtime. And I really thought when they came out, they would try to trap us somehow. Well, my thought process was I'm going to put probably our biggest kid on the floor at the time and a guy who handles pressure uh, very well, obviously being the quarterback and throw under pressure a little bit. And I wanted to make sure he threw the skip. So we threw it. We screened in from the backside with Cooper. And we had Jackson slide down. We threw the skip. And I don't know. What I wanted was if the backside of the zone went ahead and, you know, kind of snuck out and read it, I was going to have Cooper flash to the high post for a jump shot to hopefully win it. And instead, Jackson caught it, and uh, Cooper let him, you know, kind of release him, let him go a little bit, and he rolled to the rim. He, he basically improvised a little bit, and by the time the middle of the zone came over to defend him, it was too late. And uh, he finished at the rim, and, and that was the ball game. Yeah, I was wondering if Cooper was supposed to go to the high post, but he read the two defenders running at Jackson, and he slipped yeah. toward the bucket, so that was a, a pretty good decision, you know, at in a split second. But I, I'll tell you what, Coach, you know, Cooper had the winning bucket, but everybody contributed so much, including Brady Fisher, who is the quarterback we were talking about, had 21 points in the game, and he had the 6'8", Jaeger on him a lot. And I just thought he was so creative around the basket last night, and I think he all but sealed his spot on the all-NLC team with his performance last night. Yeah, I would hope that would be the case. Um, You know, he stepped up uh, last night. He was big for us. I think he had 21. Um, You know, and and I thought he hit some big buckets in, in a timely manner, especially finishing around the rim last night. And then there were times that he got, you know, he got Jaeger on him, in the high post or at the top of the key, and we flattened it out and let him go one-on-one, and he did a great job of getting by Jaeger, and I think I think both times that he ended up driving the ball. I think Coach's cell phone cut out. Hopefully he'll pop back on here in a second, or maybe not. There? We might. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Now I can hear you once again. Yep, we yeah. can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just ask the next question. We'll get back into a flow. I want to go okay. back to your decision on the final play of the game because your two most consistent and reliable offensive players are Fisher and Rashawn Johnson. And at the end of the day, the ball kind of ended up in the hands of Jackson Snyder and Cooper Pritchett by design. Is there a little bit of a chess match going in your head? Are you thinking they're probably going to do everything they can to stop Fisher and Johnson? And did you use those as a decoy at all in that spot? Um, no, I mean, I, I think what I did with Brady was probably by design. Um, but for me, at the end of the game, it was just a feeling, what I felt. And I, I felt like, you know, they may be guys that they don't key in on a little bit, and this is what we're going to go to. And I, and I knew that if we had to have a slip to the rim like Cooper did, that Jackson Snyder is probably our best passer on the floor at the time. Okay. And, you know, 
Or he made a great play, a split decision. You know, it was a split decision play. It was a, a you know a second. He had to make the decision in a second, and he did, and and made a great pass and and uh, great finish at the rim. See, I was sitting under the basket with legendary Mishawaka football coach and outstanding <laughs> basketball coach in the stands, Keith Kinder, and we were talking. I said, I think they're going to spread the floor and let. Brady go one-on-one, which he did a couple of times, you know, against Warsaw on the game. But it just shows that's why I'm a broadcaster, not a coach, because the way you designed that play, it worked out so very, very well. So I got to give Coach Kinder props because we had it all figured out as well. Yeah, he, he, he has no problems coming down to see me, especially this morning, and putting his two cents in. And, and I always tell him, you know, I'll, I'll think about what you have to say, but I'm probably not going to go that route. <laughs> See, you showed him how well Fisher could throw the the basketball. I mean, maybe Fisher should have thrown it what sixty times a game last year. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was like, I was like, Keith, he put the ball on the money. Why didn't you throw the ball at least forty times this year? (laughs) Bodie Bender, my guest, Mishawaka basketball coach. Coach, I felt like all year this team was never really able to get into a rhythm. And I mean that because of not necessarily the schedule, but there's a lot of start and stops. You had weather. You didn't play for 14 days before Northridge. I just felt like the team needed to play a lot to get into a bit of a rhythm. Do you agree with that? And are you starting to see this team play a little better, knowing that after tomorrow they will have played four games in eight days? Yeah, I would full-heartedly agree with that comment right there. I mean, like you said, the 14 days in between, uh, you know, from I think it was what Elkhart to Northridge, and now we're going to play three games this week with playing tomorrow afternoon against Washington. And it's nice to see. And I, I thought it helped a guy before he went down, like Trey Thomas. I, I think since we've hit the new year, Trey Thomas has been exceptional for us off the bench. He's probably yep. averaging – near 11 or 12 points a game, probably anywhere from six to seven points a game. And I think that – or six or seven rebounds a game. And I think the biggest the biggest area that we're missing him in is his, his ability to offensive rebound and go put some, put some back up and in for us on second chances. He probably averages, I don't know, two to four of those a game. You know, so we are missing that. I'm hoping that it's just a high ankle sprain and he's back sooner than what, what – uh, you know what I've been told, and and we can get him back in the fold because he was playing really well. Well, coach, you've got a team this year that gained a ton of experience last year in the hot moments of you know Hoosier hysteria, helping Mishawaka to win that first sectional in 37 years. You lose a great point guard and Arthur Jones, who really kickstarted the offense in every postseason game last year, but. You have a lot of experience coming back with Fisher, Johnson, Pritchett, Snyder on down the line. How much of a factor in some of these close games recently do you believe last year's success in Hoosier hysteria has helped this bunch? Oh, I think it helps tremendously. I mean, they know they know what's at stake. They know what the task has got to be to try to finish games. And you know, and I think you and I have had this talk. I mean, they've been on the big stage. Some of these guys have been on the big stage in several different sports, um, you know, with last year's sectional basketball going to the regional game. And then, you know, some of these guys have been on the big stage in football with a sectional championship and then in a regional championship the last couple of years. So um, I, I don't know that I see it as pressure from some of these guys. They just, you know, they just go out and play and, 
and, uh, you know, find a way to get it done, especially in our home building. I was just mentioning before you came on, I do my little NLC and IC area rankings, and you look at the, the best teams in the area, and there are a lot of teams to kind of throw into that bag. I'm just thinking, Coach, anybody can beat anybody, and I was talking to Brian Miller at the station today. If you held the Elkhart and Mishawaka sectionals four or five times, you might have several different Right. Results because it just right. everybody is just beating everybody at this particular point. Concord's the one team that's avoiding it, having won ten in a row. But earlier in the year, you beat those guys. Yeah, and and I think we're lucky. I, I thought we had defensive performance that night. Um, they were struggling to make shots. Um, I've seen them play, obviously, with my relationship with Derek. Um, him and I have been friends. Um, and, and I've gone to some of their games because I'm scouting teams that they're playing, and they are starting to shoot the ball a whole heck of a lot better, and they're making shots, and they're going to be a tough out in that section, I can tell you that much. Do you feel like there aren't many nights off in the NLC? Goshen may only have <laughs> four wins, but they've got a guy that can throw 30 at anybody, and after they gave you a rough game, they went to Penn and almost knocked off the Kingsman. Yeah, there's. I think Brian Miller and I talk about this, just about every game after in the post game, uh, you know, after an NLC game, there's never an easy night in the conference. Um, you know, coaches got to have their players ready to go. You've got to be prepared. I mean, this conference forces you to scout, and you've got to bring your best every night that you're playing in the conference. You've had to move up a guy from JV with the Thomas injury. I guess what have you kind of seen from your young guy that's that stepped up to a bigger role the last week or so? Yeah, I was I was a little concerned last night because last night was his first full time varsity. Didn't dress any, you know, didn't dress any JV and play some minutes on the JV to kind of get himself ready to play a few varsity minutes. Um, you know, I was concerned. You know, your your first game. Uh, you know, full-time varsity is against uh, what I would consider an Indiana high school basketball blue blood. Um, you're not playing a little one or two a school where you can kind of get rhythm a little bit, maybe make a few mistakes, you know, learn from those and, and then play better the next game. I thought Landon Johns was absolutely terrific off the bench. Um, and I think a, a few things that um, stick in my mind is the game was 14-11 uh, them. They had just hit a three to go up three, obviously, 14 to 11. He comes down on the next possession. We get the ball, and he finds himself in the corner, lets it fly, ties the game up. Um, that was a big shot from a sophomore. And then a nice back cut from Brady, and he threaded the needle for a layup. Um, and then him defensively all night. He knew what we were, you know, what the task was, what we talked about, what we practiced. The, the previous two days, and I thought he was terrific defensively as well. Hmm. I What's the, it is something ahead. that I couldn't have asked more of from a sophomore, and, and he, he delivered off the bench for us. What's the next thing for this team? What's the next step for them as you look ahead to hopefully grabbing an NLC crown and getting ready for Hoosier Hysteria? Well, I think for us, we've just – I think we've got to continue to have the mindset of taking it one game at a time. You know, tomorrow's Washington. Let's take care of Washington, uh, see where we go from there. It would be nice to win three this week. Um, that's tough to do. But I, I think it's something, like I told the kids today, I think it's something that uh, it's a way that you can prepare for a sectional. You, you, generally, you got to play three games in a week. They've done that. 
they've done that a few t- few times now, and and uh, this being kind of later in the season, um, hopefully that will help us going forward. Uh, really, hopefully we don't, you know, it doesn't end up us having dead legs come sectional time. I, I'm trying to keep them off their feet. We only went about 40 minutes tonight. Um, you know, and then we have Chesterton Tuesday, and then a big one next Friday at the Panther Pit, um, which might might determine the conference. I don't know, but I don't think we need to look ahead. We've just got to continue to take it a one-game-at-a-time mindset, and then when we get to the sectional and the draw, we'll worry about that. Well, the Cavemen will take on South Bend Washington at the Cave tomorrow right around 2.30. JV starts at 1. If you can't make it out, 96-1 the ton. We'll have the play-by-play Tuesday. A little matchup with a really good Chesterton team on the road. Then, as Coach mentioned, at Northwood on Friday. Well, Coach, again, congratulations on a dramatic victory last night. That was a, a thrill to watch in person. And we look forward to seeing what happens Tomorrow, I'm, I'm already kind of expecting maybe kind of a, a slow start tomorrow because a lot of emotions and a lot of, a lot of things yeah. were left on the floor. So sometimes you, yeah. you have to kind of expect it might be a little bit of a slow start. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully not. You know, this is just going to have to be a game we gut out. And hopefully we're on the side, you know, the winner's side tomorrow. And, and really at the end of the day, that's all I'm going to care about. Give them a Norman Dale speech before the game. That'll cure all woes. <laughs> I, will, I will try to come up with something good. All right. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And I have a feeling we'll have a chance to visit once again as we get old Hoosier hysteria wound up in a couple of weeks. Hey, sounds good to me. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thank you, Coach. Bodie Bender, second-year head coach of the Mishawaka Cayman, fresh off that overtime win over Warsaw last night. 56 254. I'll take a timeout. We've got the results of our Twitter question of the day on the way as Budweiser's weekday sports beat rolls on live from the Compton Family Ice Arena on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 